Hi, everyone. The following podcast is a Direct Message Network and Podcast One production. We are directly to your favorite stars. Welcome to Adulting Like a Mother Father. We're your hosts, Daniela Monet and Andrew Gardner. Let's get into it. This is Adulting Like a Mother Father. Thanks for tuning in to learn more. We applaud you. Now sit back, relax. So baby, keep it pushing while we have a couple laughs. And maybe get a little mushy. But don't forget to take a deep breath. Adulting can be hard sometimes. Just take the next step. Pick the right foot up and put it in front of the left. You do this over and over and you'll be ahead of the rest. And let me introduce you to the star of the show, Daniela Monet. I bet you probably heard her say, Chicago, Chicago. Well, now she's all grown up and got a little baby boy. His name is Gio and Dang. What a bundle of joy. We're a tribe of three, but we're building a community. So come along. It's time for some adulting. Hello, hello, everyone. Happy Tuesday or whenever you have the time to tune in, which hopefully is today. Um, I'm Danielle Monet. This is Adulting Like a Mother Father. I'm the mother. And I'm Andrew Gardner, the father. And we're both adults. adults. <laughs> um, okay, so if you're an adult or you're just trying to be one, this is the show for you. And um, That's right. So let's just kick things off. Okay. All right, we've been doing this. What has been your adulting win and fail over the last week? Okay, my adulting win would be that I have kept in very close contact with my family. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, I've been FaceTiming them and we have lots of group messages and group chats where everyone's super supportive and yes, you keeping do. everyone so updated. So there's a family thread that I had to put this on silent because it dings off. They're going to hear that you did that. Okay. Well, uh, You're going to yeah. get kicked off the family no, I thread. I was deliver quietly because I was doing something the other day and there was like a hundred coming through. Okay. But I go back and I read the whole thing. It's like a book at that point. Yeah, it's fun. Um, my adulting fail is... Um, the little moments where I feel pretty anxious and uncertain yeah. and confused. It's a real thing. Yeah. What okay. about you? What's your adulting win and fail? Okay. So the win is a good one. I think you're going to appreciate this. So listeners, I know everybody has like a drawer or a counter or oh. a dresser or something, <laughs> right? Where you just put everything. Yeah. Like it's not organized. There's no method to the madness. It just stores everything. We had a counter like that for months and months and months. And we've been talking about clearing it off for months and months and months. <laughs> and we finally did it. <laughs> we called it our clutter counter and it has been featured in, um, our proposal video on YouTube. Mm -hmm. It was the most cluttered at that point in time. Was and it? now there's nothing. Mm -hmm. I have to post a video or a picture on my feed. I've never thought a counter looked sexier. Oh God. I'm it's so clean. It I could like, right now, I could lick it, it nice. right now. It's beautiful. Um, all right. So let's, whoa, whoa, whoa. yeah. Ooh, right. Oh, let's hear it. What's fail. your fail? Mm. Just, okay, like you, I have moments where I feel anxious. I have whole days where I, I feel anxious and confused and like, just not really sure what's going on and like what I'm supposed to be doing with my time. I think just not staying on track with like having structure throughout the day. You know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. one day can be really good like that. And the next day I can wake up going like, all right, well, what do I do today? Yeah. But I need that in place for my personality mm -hmm. to feel like I'm good mentally. Totally. Yeah. So no, there you I, go. I don't disagree. Okay. Um, so on that same sort of note, what are three things that you are doing to soak up your time that you actually enjoy right now? Mm hmm Okay, number one, uh, always working out. Mm -hmm. So I don't get to go see Tori right now. I'm not going to the gym, obviously, but we've got a couple of equipment pieces out in the garage. Um, so just, just making up like makeshift workouts, trying to follow along with my program with Tori the way that I can. So yeah, just exercise, working out. That's definitely number one. Um, number two, I've been working with the dogs. Mm -hmm. So we can do an update there. Yep. Um, seeing significant progress, which makes me really, really, really happy. Mm -hmm. Um, cause they're, they're like completely different dogs, especially Jake. Um, so that's number two, number three, Ooh, cooking, cooking. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. That is very fun. How about to do. you? Okay. So the three things that I'm doing to soak up my time right now, that's making me feel very good and happy is organizing the home and just giving the house some TLC. What's, like been, your the what's been your favorite like, <laughs> thing or space that you've like redone? Um, I'm looking around right now. It just feels light and everywhere that I go, it feels less cluttered. Mm -hmm. So it's hard to like, 
pick one spot. I feel like the kitchen is having an especially clean moment at this point. It's nice. Yeah. Um, laundry is up to date. We have constant loads going and constant loads going in the drawers. Which is which is a really good thing because it wasn't that long ago when I felt like we were like two months no, behind. No, I know. Laundry. And we are very much caught up. Kudos to you. In fact, I'm even at the point where I'm washing shoes. So nice. we implemented a new rule, everyone. I, I think everyone out there should do this. Take your shoes off at the front door. Yes. So we started doing that well before um, we were aware of the virus. So now it's especially important. Let me to, just say this too. Yeah. Okay. So this is the complete opposite of what we were before. Before it was like almost anything goes with yeah. the dogs and everything. Like dogs on the furniture, shoes in the house. Dogs on the bed. Yeah. Dogs on the bed, like maybe feet on the furniture with shoes sometimes. Like uh-huh. that's a no from here yeah, on now out. we okay, don't we're have, adults <laughs> yeah, right. we are officially adulting over here we don't have dogs on our couch we don't have dogs on our bed and we don't have shoes in the house and, and it is nice yeah to be able to lay on your own furniture mm-hmm. and feel like it's clean yep i am very happy about that on that same note if anyone wants to know what we do to keep our brilliant couch our new couch clean i got a slip cover on amazon best advice i can give someone get yourself a slip cover for your couch because guess what it's like sheets you just wash them every two weeks or even less than that mm. and you can wash off everyone's booties that's we should, we should on your link couch the one that you got i know somewhere. i'm so impressed so with we'll this one anyways it was like i don't even know 60 or 70 bucks yeah you did a good job yeah so that's um okay so sorry yes one and i'm thing glad that hold I on enjoy, one more thing yeah they'll enjoy this i'm glad you did that because just yesterday you started going live on instagram yeah and uh literally within five seconds geo shut up is back <laughs> onto the couch got on the white couch onto the couch but thank goodness it got on the slip cover and the slip cover is a breeze to clean mm-hmm. um okay so that's the first thing that i've enjoyed spending my time doing is just organizing giving the home some tlc and then um i think another thing i'm really enjoying which is kind of a, a weird one but it's like i have had my fair share of food anxieties um which is yes, so silly have. for me to admit because I have no need to have an anxiety around food. We have plenty of food and we live in a country that has plenty of food. But this experience has taught me to be so much more content with less and just make do with what we have and get creative. And that has actually brought me a lot of joy to just feel grateful for the food that we have. Nice. I love that. Um, Another thing that I'm enjoying spending time doing is going outside and getting fresh air. As soon as the sun comes out, it's like a must. As soon as the sun, even if the sun hasn't been out, we've also gone out. But when the sun's out, it makes all the difference in the world. You pulling the guns out? Well, yeah, obviously. I I carry a 20-something pound kit every day. Right. I got guns for days. Mm, You do. Yeah. So that's, uh, that's where I'm at with how I like to spend my time. What about on a global scale? Have you thought about this? How I like to spend my time on a global scale? No, just like globally how, you know, being quarantined and, and being aware of everything that's going on with COVID-19, like how that's affecting our our planet as a yeah. whole. Because I have. that's That's given me a lot of hope to think about globally. And I know that sounds really confusing because... Okay, so you give me your thoughts. Okay, well... This is what makes me feel better and sleep better at night is knowing that our carbon footprint is so much less at this point and the pollution in the air all around the world. I mean, we've seen things in China. We've seen, you know, the the Venice canals in Italy being clear and dolphins popping up and swans like things are act well this is all I've seen on social media, okay? Mm-hmm. Don't quote me, just but headlines. it's just stuff that I've seen. No, I've seen pictures and videos. Okay. Yeah. Um and it's just that part is exciting because in really no other scenario would we ever give the no. planet this kind of break. No. There, would, so, there wouldn't be like a stop like there is right now. Correct. So I'm trying to recognize how, I don't know, that's just a really nice gift that we're giving to our planet and for the future health of our You know planet. who has really good um, posts on stuff like this is um, that guy that you know on social that I follow, Badass Vegan. Oh, yeah, yeah. He, he posts He's all like, kinds of good stuff. <laughs> yeah. I think there was one today or yesterday. It was like, don't you feel like this is Mother Nature putting us all in our bedrooms I know, for time I posted outs? that. I love that. Um, yes, love that. And then also, I think globally, we are all paying so much more attention to our health and wellness. Yeah, which is Hopefully. Um, I think just on a broad scale, we are because we need to because we need to protect ourselves. And, yep. and protecting ourselves is protecting other people. 
And lastly, globally, I think we are all appreciating the hard work of the people on the front lines more than ever. Um, this is a time where we've all just really felt united, not just in our country, but all around the world and, um, appreciating everyone's hard work out there that, you know, the doctors, the nurses, the the postman that's able to get us goods and mail and send things to one another, um, grocery workers, you know, all of this stuff makes me feel like there is something happening that's bigger than us. And I know that there's a lot of scariness around that as well, but I'm just trying to focus on the things that make me feel better. What yeah. about you? Well, I think that's a good approach. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Cause, Cause I've had, anxiety. You, I, I think when you go through a situation like this, you yeah. realize that like there are a lot of things, almost everything that's bigger than you. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Everything that you know is like normal life today could be taken away in an instant. And we all take that for granted. So I think it's important to have a reminder here and there, like something like this obviously is unfortunate and it's scary and there's probably repercussions that we don't know, um, you know, even exist at this point that we'll Mm -hmm. experience into the future. But globally, obviously, like at least here in America, right, our economy is going to be hit really, really hard. It already is being hit right now. Uh, I would expect that to be similar in other countries as well. It's nice to see that China's sort of getting back on track from what I've read. Um, I think in terms of, uh, benefits to the planet, like it is, you know, again, it's like, this is unfortunate, but it's amazing that there's something that allowed us to put a hard stop to life as we know it today mm-hmm. and give the, the planet even days to sort of replenish itself, mm-hmm. you know, cause it desperately needs it. Uh, and I think we desperately need to rethink the way that we abuse it you know, on a huge, huge scale. Um, I did read something that China had like record pollution cuts during this time, or maybe it was even just a few days. And even in LA, like I know it's been raining and then it's cleared out by breeze once in a while, whatever, but like the days here have been beautiful, Mm -hmm. you know, like I haven't seen the sky this clear and who knows how long. Do you think it's that, or do you think it's because we're spending, I'm sure it's that, you know, obviously there's been Mm -hmm. a huge cut in pollution, but I think we're spending more time appreciating Mm -hmm. the natural beauty around us Um, and like picking our heads up from, you know, our phones and our computers because you know, how much time can you spend on your phone and your computer right now? It's the same stuff all day long. Uh, look, I think the masses are doing that a little bit more. I like to think that like I, I typically myself appreciate those things. Like mm-hmm. I can look up at the hill and be like, Oh my God, so beautiful or the sky or whatever. Like that's the stuff that makes me tick. But yeah, I think people that normally wouldn't do it and they're normally focused on like, you know, doing all the daily things that they need to do, like driving, going to work, blah, 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 blah. They're having a chance to pause mm-hmm. and look around. Yeah, totally. Know? And do a lot of self work. Yeah as well because there are a lot of people that live on their own mm-hmm. and if this if there's any other better time or there's wait there's no better time than now to mm-hmm. look inside and figure out you know if there's anything more you need to work on you know mentally 100%. physically emotionally yeah. and i think coming out of all this when when we do whenever we do mm-hmm. we're all going to be in such a different mind space a different head so. space for sure so. I mean, imagine how much we're going to appreciate. Like, I always just think about that moment. We're going to embrace family. I'm sure there will be tears. <laughs> oh, dude, we're going to party like it's 1994. <laughs> with with responsible distance. I'm sure that will always be in the back of our heads. Mm. You don't think so? I think no. I won't be able to shake that for a while. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, you probably won't because that's how that's how you do things. Like you'll a little bit, yeah. I just think we'll be a little bit more cautious, and and our hygiene is going to be hopefully amplified. Yeah, hopefully you know? people continue washing their hands right into the future and properly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, thoroughly. More adulting like a mother, father. When we come back. Okay, so if you're looking for a fun way to pass the time while engaging your brain and enjoying breathtaking visuals, oh, I could use some breathtaking visuals right now, and a gripping story, your answer, you guys, is Best Fiends. That is right. Best Fiends is a casual game that anyone can play. Mm -hmm. It's all about the character collection, the fun puzzles, and even better than that, Best Fiends updates the game monthly with new levels and new events so it never gets old. 
Oh, that's the best part. I need something to keep me going. Um, and also, if your Wi-Fi is getting a little overwhelmed, kind of like ours is, because we're using it. Or you don't have Wi-Fi it, at all. Or you don't even have Wi-Fi at all. This game doesn't even take it. So you could go offline and be able to play the game. And it's great for, you know, one day when we are traveling and you could be on an airplane. You don't need Wi-Fi. Uh, loving Best Fiends. It's a great way to engage your brain with fun puzzles and collect tons of cute characters. Believe me, they're so cute. <laughs> they're like little bugs. I just love them. Uh, trust me, with over 100 million downloads, the five-star rated mobile puzzle game is an absolute must-play. Download Best Fiends free on the Apple Store or Google Play. That's friends without the R. Best Fiends. All right, guys, we're back. Here's adulting like a mother father. Um, you know what it was cool too, like just side note, um, but going back to the the global thing is I just read a headline the other day that said China had permanently banned the um, consumption of all wild animals. Yeah. Which is great. Yeah, because that's kind of how we got here. Yeah, supposedly. Supposedly. Yeah, and I think that's another thing that's going to be a huge, hopefully some sort of effect from this is that people might think twice about what they consume. Yeah. yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. this is a time where obviously we don't have all the necessities right at our fingertips anyways. Mm -hmm. So we're being so much more careful about, you know, what we're putting in our bodies for that reason, but also for the reason of our, our own health. And I think that's a huge lesson that none of us would have had the opportunity to like pause and think about. Yeah. I think people will rethink a lot of things, but I think what they eat should be at least, uh, a big one, mm-hmm. right? Because another thing that this sort of thing reminds you of is if you don't have your health, you, you have nothing. nothing. Yeah. It, like literally, if you're not healthy, you have nothing. Yeah. You know, it's also interesting is so it's been like over a week that we've been in this new way of life. Mm-hmm. The first three, four days, maybe even the first five days, of, I would have some real anxiousness around the unknown and then feeling scared for my health, my family's health, my loved one's health. And I feel like now in my head, the way that I rationalize this, as long as we are following the proper guidelines, which is to stay home, Mm -hmm. get fresh air when you can, but stay home and only go out for the absolute, absolute necessities, which would be food at this point, then we should be okay wash your hands, wear a mask, wear gloves, like take that, the precautions. Yeah. And so I've had to like tell myself that so many times, like we are doing everything we're supposed to be doing and we're healthy and we're mindful, you know, we live a, a healthy lifestyle. So I just wanted to throw that out there because I feel like the, the, what I'm feeling now versus what I was feeling in the very beginning of all this is so different. That's good. That's good. Do you feel that way or have you been <clears throat> up and down too? Uh, I think I've always been pretty level-headed about like what we're going through. It's more of like my own personal challenges. What are those? Like, you know, like I said, like one day I can feel like, you know, this is the situation we're in. I'm still going to like stay within my structure, work out, like do the things I need to do. And then the next day you can be like, well, you know, what's the point? What's the point? I guess <laughs> like who knows when this ends? Like, mm-hmm. what do I really need to do today? If anything, Has, what if, what's helped you like pull yourself out of that? Just working out, working out. Yeah, I haven't like, worked out once, so the, I won't know. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I haven't worked out once. This is so sad. I try to push you too. I know. I just don't have the motivation, and it's so hard for me. It's not hard for me to admit it because I have no problem telling people I don't have the motivation. I just feel like I'm, I'm absorbed in this mom world, and maybe I lean on that for an Mm -hmm. excuse, but it is limiting when you want to be the one who's very hands-on. And at this point, you know, all of our, all the parents in the world are really being called to show up. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because we have a lot of people in our lives or in our outside circles that have help. And here they are now, not only are they hands-on with their kids 24 seven, but they're also homeschooling. I mean, it's a whole new rodeo over here for lack of a better words. I don't support rodeos. (laughs) Lots of arts and crafts. Yeah. I actually did see something interesting and I kind of want to read just a piece of it because if there are people out there that are struggling with that piece, because I've seen a lot of parents struggling, um, I'm not sure who this came from, but, um, Heather Dubrow 
posted it and she just said, dear parents, you're, you're doing great. There are no rules around how to exist best during a pandemic. Don't stress about screen time. Don't guilt yourself over their snack choices. Don't get overwhelmed with missed lessons, plans, or unmotivated little, little ones. This is a national emergency, not an added opportunity to push pre- productivity and expect normalcy in any way. That's just a little piece of it. But I just felt like, by the way, I get so nervous public speaking. Oh, just reading that? Yeah, I couldn't yeah. even finish so, it. No, nobody reads well like but, that. But what I wanted to say is that, you know, it's it's a it's a new reality and this is uncharted territory. So even yes. for, for us, you know, we've had some hiccups with like sleep and we've had some hiccups with like relying on the pacifier or just, you know, FaceTiming friends and family when he wouldn't normally be in front of a phone. But it's like, it's all out the window right now. It's about self preservation and even we would have some help like when we before this and like we would take off of the podcast and like do some other work stuff like we had some help like we had aunts over here Mm -hmm. moms over here whatever and like we could we could kind of like disappear for an hour or two hours or maybe even a little more and we can't do that now we lean on naps it's all day Yeah. yeah yeah but that's also the flip side of that is how lucky are we You know, at some point in the future, when this is far behind us, we're going to look back as a freaking planet and go, remember when, and then remember when we all had a chance to be home and be settled in and really soak up each other. Because after this, the reality is a lot of families are going to have to hustle hard. Oh, dude, you're going to go, you're going to go back at like 200% Yeah, because you have so much to make up for. I think that's in my eyes, the biggest challenge about all this. And it probably seems really simple, right? But it's just money. Like mm-hmm. some people are fortunate they have reserves, they have cash. Like if they needed to in a pinch, they could sell investments or whatever to be able to continue on. But some people don't have that, mm-hmm. you know, and you're going to go through whatever you have pretty quickly. And that's going to be the challenge for a lot of people is like money's a necessity in life. Mm-hmm. You know, you need it to buy food. You need it to buy water in many cases and clothes if you need them, whatever, yep. put a roof over your head. And if, if you can't do it, like people are going to find themselves in pretty tough spots. Yeah. But I'm sure that there will be, a, like I said, like a new reality after this. So people, yeah, go ahead. Um, I love uh, when you do this. I feel like something brilliant. Advice. Coming. And I just know how to be like this because this is how it was when I was like 15 or so. You're my parents. But yeah. Be disciplined. Be very, very, very disciplined. Don't with your hoard. Money. Be frugal, 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 as frugal as you can possibly be. This is be. adult advice at a hundred percent level. Yeah. Get it. Like. Make make whatever food you have in your cabinet and your fridge whatever doing. work for as long as you possibly can. Literally, uh, I have never, I know this sounds silly, but it's like I have never gone this long without a grocery run or, yeah. you know, a little online purchase. Like we haven't spent really any money in well over, I don't even know, a week and a half. Yeah, maybe longer. Maybe longer. And, and don't get me wrong, it's kind of boring. Like there's, it's super there's boring. meals where you're sitting down and you're like, uh, I don't I, think so. <laughs> But like, you got to do it. Yeah. And I don't want to, and I know you feel the same way, but it's like, we don't need, you know what I mean? Like, I don't feel the need to go to a grocery store and possibly take the last thing of rice from someone who maybe does need it. Like we're good. We're going to be fine. And also there's like, so something, something so simple about eating that you forget sometimes is once your belly is full, it doesn't matter what you ate because you satisfied that need. You know what I mean? Like it may not be enjoyable to actually go through the process, but once you're full, you're good. But do be careful about what you're eating. Of like course. don't don't just fill it with junk. You no. know what I mean? Like yeah. I'm sure we have to have little moments where I have a treat or something if that's available. But other than that, like I, I thought find myself focusing on other things. Yeah. So another piece of advice, because frugal is in my DNA. Yeah. Is look, if if it's gonna be tough to make ends meet, you gotta go through and do an audit of everything you're spending on. And mm-hmm. like an easy, easy, easy one is like your subscriptions and entertainment and all that. I know you need a piece so of that true. right now, right? Because you gotta fill some time. But if there's stuff out there that you don't need or you think you can get for free, cancel it right now. It's so I easy agree. to bring it back. Um, I couldn't agree more. That's great adult advice. Do we have any other adult advice during this time in life? Do I have any other adult advice? Yeah, right? Like this is a unique experience for us to really just nah. buckle down, yeah. settle in, yeah. assess our situation. Okay, I got one. Okay. I got one. This is important for us because we're, we're, you know, we go in and out of like struggling from here and there. Communicate with your person, your partner, your family, whoever you're sharing your space with. You know what I mean? This is uncharted territory for everybody. It's new. It's uncomfortable. It's weird. Mm-hmm. Check in with each other once a day. Just say, hey, how are you doing? What do you need? What can I do for you? Like, can I make some time available for you? That kind of thing. Yep. You know what I mean? Yeah. So couldn't agree more. 
Um, good. I had a rough day today. Yeah. Um, yep. You did. I did. Yep. And it's not over. So at least I feel better now. And what's odd is that I wake up every morning feeling a okay. Like I'm not usually someone who's not a morning person. So today was fine. It was just a little bit afterwards that I felt a little overwhelmed. And I don't know if anyone else is feeling this way, but we have a lot of idle time. And so it's like we feel the need to do and be more and create. But then again, the ambition and the motivation is a real struggle because it's all on us. I would just say this. Take the time, take this time, Mm because you may never get it again like this, to like do the thing or the things that like don't really require money Mm -hmm. that you've wanted to do or wanted to take a stab at creating Yeah, and just do it. No, I couldn't agree more. You know what I mean? Like I need to get back in the booth and make some music. (laughs) We need a rap like numero two. I don't know why I chose to say numero, but then the number two. Yeah. Well, it was nice. Oh, um, I, yeah, I, I agree. I think this is a cool opportunity for us to be gentle on ourselves because Mm -hmm. the circumstance is unique. And although we may want to create, I'm just saying this because I need to hear it for myself. I feel the need to want to create because I feel unified when I do that. I feel like I'm connecting with people, whatever, um, and hopefully lifting their spirits, whatever. But I also need to feel my feelings. And if I'm yes, not in that yes, space, yes it can't be forced. And so I think that's a lesson for, I mean, right? Yeah. Or I, go I, ahead. Yeah, devil's no, advocate. We'll just, we'll just I talk, love it. No, no, no. I, I like where you're going, but let's, let's talk it out. So the only thing is now we have geo, right? Yeah. We don't have the luxury of like being able to work and create whatever, whenever we want. Like mm-hmm. we have to work within a framework now mm-hmm. because when he's up, it's like all hands on deck, right? Or Correct. at least one of us has to be. So, my suggestion is we, we have to block time. Yeah. Like I give you two hours during this time every single day for you to like to be creative. And that's your window. Like, and whether you feel creative or not that day, like that's the window that you have to go and like try to be as productive as you can be. And some days might be amazing. Some days you might only like knock one little thing out, but sure. like that's your window. And I think that that's how we make it work with him because mm-hmm. otherwise something always comes up with him. No, I know. And we can always distract ourselves. Yeah, of course. We can always distract ourselves with him because he is the priority. But our well-being and our mental health is also a priority. And when I feel like I'm letting things fall to the wayside, I become like overwhelmingly consumed. Um, So I appreciate that. And I think the biggest thing that I want to just throw out there that you've implemented, other than just obviously communicating what our needs are, is um, the shared calendar. Mm, yeah, it's a good one. It's so good because as simple as, you know, scheduling, you know, I got to, I got to listen to a podcast or, you know, I just need some me time. You can, you can also schedule in like I got to open emails or I have to go for a walk or, you know, whatever. And even if you're single and maybe you live alone, this would be a great opportunity to schedule calendar like alerts throughout your day to hold yourself accountable for the things that you want to get done because we're always kind of checking in on our phones. And you know, if you see like an alert pop up, it's a lot harder to ignore that than it is to just go about your day without doing anything at all. You know what I mean? It's nice to be reminded. And if we don't have someone holding us accountable, like maybe you or I, then it's nice to have like a little calendar alert. Yeah. I used to have, I used to have one that would pop up every single day at at 8am or 7am or someone that said like, what's your goal today? Mm -hmm. And then it would make me think every (laughs) single day. Cause if you don't have a goal, then like, what's the purpose of the things you're doing? I'm laughing because I'm thinking of this morning when your alarm kept going off. So new rule. And I know I told you earlier, but I'm saying it again. You will not be allowed to set an alarm <laughs> unless you intend to wake up on that very first alarm ring. I think maybe we need to reword that because I intended to. Mm-hmm. Okay. But Gio decided at five o'clock this morning. <laughs> Just like he's up now. That he was going to have a concert in his bedroom. <laughs>
Yeah, th- th- this is a this is a good interview to throw into today's episode because there are a lot of parents that are feeling some anxiousness and some anxiety. And today I learned the difference between the two because our guest Madeline Levine is um, going to chat a little bit more about anxiety as a parent. Um, so yeah, because everybody feels anxiety, but it's like you know, again, going back to this being a new thing for everybody. Imagine what parents feel like who typically go to work and now they're at home with their kids, right? They don't always have that luxury and they're trying to figure out how to like fill up their day, (laughs) maybe even still doing work from home, but now they have a full-time job also with the kids. Yeah, it's so true. It's like parenting and like you said, it's a full-time job. So let's jump into it with Madeline because I can use a little refresher on um, how to handle the unknowns of the future. Let's do it. All right. All right, everyone, sit tight and we'll be right back for some more adulting like a mother father. If you're still using one of the big wireless providers this year, have you asked yourself what you're paying for? Between expensive retail stores, inflated prices and hidden fees, you're being taken advantage of because they know you'll pay. Enter Mint Mobile. Mint Mobile provides the same premium network coverage you're used to, but at a fraction of the cost because everything is online. Mint Mobile saves on retail locations and overhead and then passes those savings directly to you. Yep, we are big fans of Mint Mobile and what they're doing. We think that um, it's so different than anything that's out there right now. And it just makes everything affordable. And I know with times now, we're all just trying to connect and save money at the same time. So nothing makes more sense than using Mint 100%. Mobile. 100%. If you can get the same exact item, coverage, whatever. Same phone less, number. Same phone number. <laughs> yeah. All right. Why wouldn't you? Same phone. Too. Okay. Every plan comes with unlimited nationwide talk and text. And with Mint Mobile, you can stop paying for unlimited data that you'll never use. Just choose between plans with three, eight, or 12 gigabytes of 4G LTE data. That's it. So to get your new wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month and get the plan shipped to your door for free, go to mintmobile.com slash motherfather. That's mintmobile.com slash motherfather. Cut your wireless bill down to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash motherfather. And now back to adulting like a mother father. Dr. Madeline Levine, it's so good to have you in here. Thank you. Thank you for joining us. Um, okay, so just jumping straight into this, you are releasing a book. Actually, it's already come out now, February 11th, right? right. Was, was Congrats. The release date, Thank called you. Ready or Not, Preparing Our Kids to Thrive in an Uncertain and Rapidly Changing World. Now, the gist of what I've gotten so far through what I've been through in the book is this is a world that's rapidly changing, uh-huh. filled with anxiety for parents and kids as well. Right. And this book is is really focused on helping parents and their kids, but mostly the parents navigate that world, correct? Yes. I mean, it. I wrote two other books before this mm-hmm. about parenting, and I think part of this was um, important to me because all the things I wrote about 10 years ago, which are rising rates of anxiety in kids and in parents, um, in spite of a lot of research, in spite of a lot of people speaking on it, the rates have actually gotten worse, not better. So I'm really interested in um, why the needle hasn't moved. I can can attest to that piece because I didn't feel like I was a very anxious person before mm-hmm. having a um, geo, but also throughout my pregnancy, I wasn't anxious at all. I thoroughly enjoyed it. I just think now that I'm a mom, I look at things and think about things to the ninth degree. I never did that before. Mm-hmm. And then I think about too far in advance where I'm like, well, what what's going to happen when he's this old? Things that just you just don't think about. So I understand. I totally relate to this book. Well, but part of that's normal, right? You're, okay. you're, you're young and you're a new mother and you're going to be anxious because you haven't done this before. And I think that the difference between being anxious, normally anxious is um, important to understand because what I'm talking about is not like normal anxiety, like, okay. oh, did he eat enough? Did he grow enough? It's not that. It's anxiety disorders. The World Health Organization says one in three kids have an anxiety disorder. One in three adults have an anxiety disorder. When I was in school, there was no such thing. There was as, no talk of that. There right? was no such th- diagnostic category as anxiety disorders for five-year-olds. Right. There really wasn't, and now there are. Okay. Well, I'm really curious to pick your brain about anxiety just in general. Like what, what do you think is causing it? 
I mean, I it's know like, that's, look that's around. very, very, yeah, it's vague, <laughs> yeah. but like, where do you think this is coming from? So I think there are multiple things, like most changes. Um, I think uh, the inequ- wealth inequality plays a big role in it because you see the middle class is shrinking, the American dream, my kid's going to do better than I am. Mm -hmm. And it makes it look like it's a zero-sum game, winners or losers, and everybody wants their kid to be a winner. That seems harder now, so that's one thing. Constant pressure around a narrow version of success, which is about how much money you make and what school did you go, you know, we had varsity. How many followers you have. How many followers you have, right. Uh, Social media, there's been a, a a lot of work done on plotting the rise of social media with right. the increase in depression and anxiety. So I think all those things contribute and many more. But I think one of the things that's happening in parenting is that because parents feel sort of helpless because they mm-hmm. don't know what to do, they they are accommodating to like the wrong things. So we should be worried about things like the kid who's t- – you have young kids, but the kid who's taking too many AP courses or you know, is beside himself if he doesn't get on a team, that kind of thing, doesn't get enough sleep. Those are things we should be concerned about. But I feel like what is happening is we're getting – because we can't be concerned about that because we're worried that we're going to not give our kid a leg up, like when you're mm-hmm. worrying about the future – Instead, we're sort of really nervous and we're stopping our kid from meeting the kinds of challenges that every kid needs to make and will make them anxious. And that's why I made the distinction between being anxious Mm -hmm. and having an anxiety disorder. So the first time your kid climbs to the top of a slide, you're going to be anxious Mm -hmm. and he's going to be anxious, right? Because he's never done it and it's scary and he's little. I think it's really important to, you know, if you feel he can manage it, to allow him to go down instead of being the mother who's standing there or the father who's standing there and going, don't do that. That's too scary (laughs) for you. Don't do it. Mm -hmm. So those are the things I think parents are interfering with, just normal. I don't want to cross the street because the dog is there. I don't want to go to a sleepaway party. It's not my bed. I don't want to ride the bike around the corner because who knows who's there. Sure. Though you've got to have small challenges in life, and you're old enough to know this. You have to have small challenges so that when you meet the inevitable challenges in life, you've had some practice. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. So I, I, mean, I don't want to generalize, but it sounds like it's about – you know, when we're talking about parenting, letting your kids experience rather than being overprotective in every scenario, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Right. This uh, is something, sorry, I didn't want to interrupt you, but this is something that we're trying to do yeah. with ourselves right now. Like, we're working through a lot of those moments ourselves just with a five-month-old. Right. Like, the other night, here's an example, we were trying to get out of the house, and we're like, well, it's normal, let's go to a dinner. And I kept thinking, but his schedule, and he's going to be off, like, course, and what if he gets to bed later, and then he's going to be a mess the next day? It's like, you can overanalyze things to the point where you don't do anything, and then you never actually experience the challenge, and he doesn't get to grow from that, learning, right? Well, that's right, and that's such a great little small mm-hmm. example that could happen on a regular basis. You don't get to go out, yeah. you don't get to relax, you, you want to go out so you can relax sure. a little bit, you have a new baby. You don't get to do that. You know, anxiety is kind of catching, right? So if you're really anxious and hyped up, then he gets it or vice versa, and then the baby gets and the whole thing falls apart over what? Over something I promise you in a year or two from now will seem absolutely incidental to you. Won't matter at all. Gosh, that feels good. (laughs) That's a tough tough mindset. I, I try to keep that in mind. It's a tough mindset to keep, though, when looking at situations that you know have presented anxiety or could potentially do that, mm-hmm. by stepping back and saying like, "Will this even matter tomorrow?" Mm-hmm. I feel like you can sort of navigate around a lot of that. Right? I think I think that's right. I think the other way to think about it is don't think of your kid's life as a series of photographs. So like uh, somebody else, oh today he didn't sleep, or today she got an F in school, or hit a kid in preschool, whatever. Those are photographs. My kids are probably your age, and it won't matter. It doesn't matter. Life is a movie. It Mm -hmm. goes up. It goes down. There's challenges. There's easy times. And I think we have to, particularly because it's so uncertain, like this job may or Mm -hmm. may not exist in 25 years when your son's looking for a job, (laughs) right? Nobody knows. Mm Mm-hmm. 
Department of Labor Statistics says 65% of the jobs that your kids will have do not exist yet. Wow. So all the things that we used to think were good preparation, like get good grades, go to a good – don't know. Mm-hmm. We just – we don't know. We don't know what the jobs will be. We have some ideas about how to prepare kids, but they're not so much around – memorize stuff over and over again. They're more around, can you collaborate? Look mm-hmm. what you're doing. Right. The two of you are doing this. <laughs> can you collaborate? Mm-hmm. Can you be creative in what you're going to do? Are you willing to take a risk and move from one area to another area? Those are the things that are going to matter. Did you, not to get too personal, but did you experience that with your, you have three kids, you said? Three sons. Yeah. Did you experience that with your, your sons? Do you feel like I mean, there's like sort of a traditional route or what used to sort of feel more tradition. And now there's, you know, people finding different realms of work that really didn't even, like you said, didn't even exist. Like, did you watch that happen before your eyes? Not not so much with my older kid who's in his late 30s, but my youngest kid who's in his late 20s and went to law school Mm -hmm. is now a cannabis regulator. (laughs) Were there any classes on this in law school? Absolutely not. So that's my little personal thing of things are changing and you don't know exactly in what ways. You have to be curious. You want to have to keep learning. Um, So yes, I I did experience. And I thought it was, so here's my like one piece of advice. Sure. Um, I thought it was really important to value what my kids did kind of equally. So my first kid, yeah. straight-A student, student-athlete, blah, blah, blah. You know, really that kind of kid, great suburban kid. My middle kid is in the arts um, in New York. My youngest kid was total hands-on kid. And I was interested in all of that. Mm-hmm. I mean, it would be easy to be most interested in the straight-A student, but the other kids had other great talents. And so, yes, we had to go to one of the kids' games, but we also had to go to the other kids' theater productions or the other kids' constructions. And I actually think that was the best thing I did as a parent. That's amazing advice. It's all interesting. You know, you want your kid to be interested. You don't know what they're going to do. So, you know, try and stay interested in what they're doing because you can learn the skills for life, Mm -hmm. whether you're studying calculus or learning how to play in a sure. sandbox, right? right? Perseverance and good emotional intelligence and all those kinds of things. It doesn't have to be around content. So what what do you think the measurements are? Because, I mean, what I'm getting from that is like just because, let's say, you know, your kid's gotten straight A's, they're, they're a great athlete, whatever, they grow up to be a doctor, right? Yeah. Successful in that yeah. sense. But like that doesn't mean they've figured out life or they're doing Not life well. So what are the measurements in, in your mind? That, you know, you can look at a kid growing up that's become an adult that says, like, you know, you've got it figured out. Right. So um, I feel like I'm unbelievably fortunate and blessed. I have three kids who love what they do, Mm -hmm. who all have great, healthy relationships with wives and partners, and they're good people. And so at at the end of the day, um, the idea that you can measure success by how much somebody earns or what their profession is. Is so misguided. It was misguided all the time, but going forward, it's going to be incredibly misguided because we're going to need people who are curious and people yeah. who – I have. A, I want to give you an example. So my husband's cousin is head of neuroimaging at NIDA, which is part of the National Institute of Mental Health. So he hires lots and lots of scientists. And I always check with him when I write a book because he knows so much more than I do about (laughs) that. And I asked him, is there anything that's changed in the last 15 years in the kinds of scientists you hire? And he said, yes, content has gone to the bottom of the list. Now, that doesn't mean content doesn't matter. It sure. will, you have to know That's what That's content in the sense of what the scientists can like, put out in the world, basically. Right. Like it's what you know. It's what you can repeat. Okay. It's what you learn sitting at a desk. Gotcha. But it, he doesn't mean it doesn't matter. It does matter. But what he means is there's a whole bunch of other things now that are mattering more because you can get – content at the swipe of a Mm -hmm. finger on Google. What do you do with it? How do you know if it's legitimate or not? How do you weave it into a new idea? How do you work with other people around it? That's what he meant. Okay. Wow. Yeah, it's a good point. I mean, just on the information piece, like I think getting the content so easy, it's about like the qualities that I I think – 
just on the information piece that like make me think someone hasn't figured out is can you find the information how do you mm-hmm. decipher it like, mm-hmm. what do you know what's true what's false right. et cetera. Et cetera. so critical thinking yep. mm-hmm. you know? mm-hmm. i mean it's a fire hose of nonsense and some information and how yeah. did I, if, if i could change anything i have I co-founded a project at stanford called challenge success which is school reform okay. and what i'd really like to see starting at preschool is digital literacy how do you mm. i saw it on the internet you know i read it in wikipedia i read it yeah. in wiki whatever yeah it's like okay so how do you know yeah. if you can trust that or not and kids don't have those skills no. and they end up you know, sort of with some very bad information on things. Yeah, that's really interesting. I mean, the part of the challenge is that, like this has all happened so fast. Mm-hmm. You know, the information's become so accessible so fast. Right. And that's like this generation that's growing up now, that's the only thing that they know. Right. Because they have access to it just like that. That's right. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back in a few with more adulting like a mother father. So I would imagine that you guys are all looking to be a lot more comfortable these days. Um, I know I am, and I know I am living in my Viore clothing. So Viore is basically like the cutest workout slash loungewear slash running errands when we get to run errands again kind of outfit. Um, They have just about everything you're looking for in order to look and feel your best, but yes, yet still be comfortable. They're incredibly soft and comfortable. Uh, just my favorite thing to wear right now. And I'm loving these joggers that are on my body right now. And you probably see me on my story just living in them. Check out Viore. It's an investment in your happiness. And for our listeners, Viore is offering 20% off your first purchase. So get yourself some of the most comfortable and most versatile clothing on the planet at vioreclothing.com slash adulting. That's V-U-O-R-I clothing.com slash adulting. Not only will you receive 20% off your first purchase, but you'll enjoy free shipping on any U.S. order over $75 and free returns. Just go to vioreclothing.com slash adulting and discover the versatility of their Viore clothing. And now back to adulting like a mother father. Do you have ideals on like how, you know, new parents should approach that? I mean, this is kind of off topic but a little bit on topic where so much uh, there's a lot of talk around screen time Uh right and it being sort of like like forbidden right something you should put off put off put off as long as you possibly can don't put your put your kid in front of a tv until you know two years old or certainly don't put him in front of or her in front of a phone or a tablet as long as you can avoid it or have that time be coveted where it's like a treat you know like you could have more screen time if you know so what i i guess for me that's a tangible peaceful piece of information i'd like to learn more about because we have screens in our home and i work we work with screens so it's like where's the boundary so um, most of the things you do with your kids will be fine if you're good-loving parents, right? Aww, okay. and, and you seem to be, so you're concerned about your kids. So um, I think part of what's so difficult to understand is there's all different kinds of information out there. There's just millions of platforms for spreading information. So it looks like experts know this and but that you know it's like sleep. Is mm-hmm. it 10 hours? Is it 11? Is it 13? Is it 9? Everybody mm-hmm. has a different point of view to some degree. It, if you look on the American Academy of yes. Pediatrics they they'll tell you what it really should be. But I think people get uh new parents like yourselves get caught up in worrying about negative effects of things. Really, to a degree, that's not necessary. Like my new granddaughter, and I, I'm the person who's written all these books on not too much screen time and getting enough sleep <laughs> and stuff. When I go over, to, she goes for my phone, and that's fine. Mm-hmm. Like it, what you're looking for in all those prohibitions is when things start displacing normal mm-hmm. developmental activities. So mm-hmm. if you, if all you do is put your kid in front of the screen and she doesn't get to learn how to read your expression or play with another child when she gets a little bit older. That's what you're looking for. You're looking for how much is this displacing, whatever it is, whether it's an hour less sleep a night or usually it's the phone or the iPad or something like that. This is personal. It's partly as a mother and partly as a psychologist. You know, we all make mistakes. I was 
speaking in Culver City yesterday, and I was talking about sleep, where we have a lot of research, and your kids shouldn't sleep with you, and blah, blah, blah. My kid slept with in my room, my third, because I was exhausted, until hmm. he was probably six years old. And it, you know, was it the best thing to do? Probably not, but it didn't make one bit of difference in his development, because it wasn't around anxiety. If he had said, I can't sleep by myself at one, at two, at three, at four, and I still had him in, that would have been a problem. It wasn't. I was exhausted. I had three kids and yeah. a career and mm-hmm. a surgeon husband and the mother wow. who was sick. You know, so How did you do it? It was not easy. <laughs> but mm. but I, I loved being a mom. You're still I, a mom. I'm still a mom. You're still yeah. a mom, and now you're a grandma. Yeah, now I'm a grandma. <laughs> I just, you know, I look at yeah. m- my kids are your age, and I look at they both work, and they're tired. I don't feel badly for Emery, my granddaughter. I feel badly for them because mm-hmm. the pressure on them to make every minute count because they're gone all day and to what you said, this thing about, I was talking to a woman my age yesterday, who was also a grandma, this, your generation are so rigid on mm. sleep times. Like, Oh my gosh. Oh my <laughs> God forbid I should put my granddaughter down like 10 minutes. They know because they're watching me. I'm you know so I mean? glad <laughs> that you're talking about this right now. <laughs> so... You know, these things, they just kind of take on a life of their own. They're, none yeah. of them are particularly critical. Sure. Um, I think if you love your kid and you support your kid mm-hmm. and you don't get too excited or anxious, and use your pediatrician as a resource. You've seen now one child for five months. Your yeah. pediatrician has seen thousands right. over the years. That's a good point. They're a good they're good yeah. Oh, we're definitely using them. Yeah, we've got them on texting. So. <laughs> <laughs> on automatic dial. It's so, I, I, for any parents out there listening, the sleep time thing can give a lot, it can bring on a lot of anxiety. Yeah. And it brought on a lot of anxiety for me in the first, like, two months uh-huh. because I was feeling helpless. I was feeling... Um, like I was in not in control uh-huh. and I was feeling judged by other moms or uh-huh. just parents out there that were trying to say the schedule is the way to go. You know, like that's, that's what worked for us. That's what gets them on a good sleep routine. And what really helped me is at some point there was someone that reached out to me on social media of all things and said, your baby is not a clock. <laughs> That's great. And it literally hit me like a ton of bricks because yeah. I thought, why am I, if it's bringing more stress and more anxiety than it is joy or anything, you know, right. or if he's like, if everything around sleep is anxious and, and not not a good experience, then clearly he's not going to enjoy sleep at all. <laughs> well, and and you're not. So and I'm not, you know. You know, it, in a, in a way, it's your mental health yeah. that's critical for your child. They will develop from how you treat them and you know we know for example like we were talking about anxiety we can treat a kid for anxiety and have really good results but if we treat the kid and the parent together we have great results so it's um you know anxiety disorders are partly genetic right so 30 to 40 percent of anxiety disorders are genetic researchers like to say genetics loads the gun mm-hmm. and environment pulls the trigger wow. and so our genetics haven't changed in the last decade right since the last book i read <laughs> wrote excuse me um so what's happened to the environment I think the environment has become incredibly anxiety-provoking. And, you know, there's the big stuff. There's what's going on politically, and there's the bifurcation of wealth, and there's the pressure, there's all of that. But also, like, people don't have a break. They don't get to – that that Mm -hmm. night out is the most important thing you've said to me in this conversation is how you take care of yourself. And Mm -hmm. I think the environment, when they say environment loads the gun, I think the environment has become kind of toxic and very um, anxiety provoking for kids. How do we mitigate that? (laughs) Uh, How do do you lower anxiety? I I think you really have to step back and think about the things that you value and whether or not you, your marriage, your family is being served by the things that are challenging for Mm -hmm. you. Mm. So if having your kid in front of a television for 15 minutes while you take a shower makes life easier, then fine. 
Um, not everything has to be so profoundly thought out. It doesn't matter down the line. So I do a lot of speaking, and um, I've asked over 200,000 people how many people followed a straight line in life. Mm -hmm. They knew what they wanted to do. They were very disciplined. They went to the right schools. They ended up doing what they wanted to, and they feel successful. That number, no matter where I am, is no, it's one to ten percent. There's always okay. some people. My brother wanted to be a vet from the time I can remember. He's a vet, but most people had what I call a squiggly path, and that means we tried different things. I was a teacher. I was a social worker. I was a recreational therapist. I mean, it's good to try different things and have tolerance for that. And I think we need to be able to s step back. This will date me, but when I was in high school, I came home every single day and listened to Bob Dylan. Laid mm -hmm. on my bed, listened to Bob Dylan every day. And it informed a lot of things for me, but mostly it was just a time to be left alone. Mm -hmm. And kids don't have that. We have an acronym, PDF, a challenge success, playtime, downtime, family time. And then you start adding the other things. But make sure your kid has time to play. And you do as well. Wow. Time to relax. You know, and it, it's interesting. People think, like, I'm always doing research and stuff, and I'm flying around a lot, and I get to an airport, and what do I do? I get an I'm enjoying People magazine. <laughs> <laughs> Is like, that your downtime? Yeah, that's my downtime. You know, it's like, leave me alone. Yeah. I'm going to the hotel. Right. And. I think people need that with this flood of information that's coming our way. Yeah. I agree. Sorry, I have a quick question just on that before I sure. forget. What's a good example of downtime for children that need supervision? You know, because I don't want to hover and I want I want him to grow up with, you know, time to experience himself and be an independent right. person. Sure. But like, how do you do that in a safe manner? In his playpen. Okay. Okay. Fair enough. Sure. And when he gets a little bit older, that we have research on something called floor time, which is if you can get down to 20 minutes a day, just on the floor, whatever he's doing, okay. just kind of hang around with it. Okay. Um, that seems to be a protective factor. Perfect. So. Okay. okay. Love that. More adulting like a mother father when we come back. Good news, everybody. Your favorite LaCroix boy is back. Tell us more. Oh, everybody knows I love LaCroix, but let me give you a little bit extra, okay? LaCroix sparkling water delivers refreshment, flavor, and sparkle with an innocent twist of zero calories, zero sweeteners, and zero sodium. How did they do it? LaCroix has 25 flavors. They're all derived from natural sources with natural fruit essences. And, you know, they come in this, like, distinctive packaging. They've got that robust aroma and natural essence that just makes LaCroix the innocent alternative for the health-conscious consumer. Mm, and they're gluten-free, vegan, kosher, and non-GMO, Whole30 approved, and environmentally friendly. Ooh. LaCroix cans are sustainable and recyclable, and they're first on the market to be produced without a BPA liner. Love that part. Um, you guys can enjoy LaCroix sparkling water. It's a healthier alternative for you and your lifestyle. And LaCroix sparkling water is available nationwide. For a full list of retailers, visit www.lacroixwater.com. That is lacroixwater.com. L-A-C-R-O-I-X-W-A-T-E-R.com. And now back to Adulting Like a Mother Father. I want to know, I'm really curious to know uh, where this focus on anxiety comes from for mm -hmm. you. Aside from my own anxiety disorder <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> many, many, many years ago, um, it, it really comes, I, I mean, that happens to be true, but uh, it's taken care of. I think it came really from seeing, you know, when I was in training, we were trained for depression on kids, and because okay. there was, I'd say, 1990s, there was a real uptick in depression. And then I was seeing all these kids in my office who looked okay. You know, they dressed well, and they knew how to speak, and they'd drive up in a BMW or something. And the price of privilege opens with one of these kids who had taken a razor and written the word empty mm -hmm. on her arm. Mm. And so I was starting to see kids who looked fine, but in fact were incredibly anxious, were cutting themselves. And by the way, cutting is up 50% in the last five years, oh my which is really disturbing. Um, 
and I didn't know what to make of it, so I just started asking around. I just started talking to colleagues, and everybody's like, yeah, it seems like anxiety is really going up. And, you know, it's like when you discover something new and you don't know what to make of it, so yeah. I decided to research it. But back in the 90s, was there the, the, the label of anxiety? Like, were people already yeah. calling it that? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Yes, but the the focus rates of depression were higher than rates of anxiety. Okay. Now rates of anxiety are higher than rates of depression. Yeah, I can, I can see. I mean, I feel like you know personally, I, I deal with anxiety on and off. It's a, it's a a battle that you kind of go through every day, and I think a lot of it, like you said, is environmental. Right. Um, you know, and sometimes your life's so fast paced, you don't have the ability to step back and think about the things that actually matter and give yourself the downtime that you need, et cetera. I think that's right. And I think we suffer from it because if we're always on, um, we don't get to – if we don't get enough sleep, for example, because we're on doing stuff, we know that that has an impact on the brain. Your retention is not as good. Your critical thinking is not as good. So we think we're getting more done. Yeah. We multitask all the time. The research is really clear. You're not as good at multitasking as you think you are, yeah. although I find that hard to – I think I'm good at it, but my husband <laughs> well, you're tells me. you're a mom. <laughs> my, yeah, right. You, you learn to manage it, but you're not as good at it as if you were doing things oh, I know. separately. <laughs> so, you know, part of this is to – renew ourselves but part of it is to keep ourselves it's well-being it's the ability mm-hmm. to think straight okay wow oh, well last was, yeah, yeah that's amazing so thank you for sharing all that sure. with us I, I obviously don't want to give away the juice of the book because people got to buy the book they got to read the book as <laughs> and they it's, should. it's some yeah it's something that i feel like we can all apply to our 100%. lives like we all live in this environment and right. it's a different climate and there's a lot of different things that have you know factors that have affect our, our disposition. So, And I, I think it's interesting. So there are three books in a row that I've written on this, Price of Privilege, which was about the problem, and then Teach Your Children Well, which was some of the solutions, and this is looking forward. And everybody thinks I'm a parenting expert, and I, I am, but they're really about the adults. The yeah. books are really <laughs> about the adults. Sure. And it's interesting to me that it always goes in the child section. Right. Right. And that's what brings people to read about it. Sure. But I think something that we need to keep in mind mm-hmm. is that you are continuing to develop as well. So you can go into a bookstore on Amazon. There's a million books on child development. Mm-hmm. But there's very little on how to keep yourselves growing. And I think that's a big mistake. I don't disagree. I feel like, um, personally speaking, I at least feel more willing to grow and look at myself now that I'm a mom Mm -hmm. than prior to. Sure. So, yes, I couldn't agree more. And I think that there should be more information on almost preparing yourself to to be in a position to analyze that because your life is going in it goes in a million directions as soon as you become a parent right but i think the biggest direction is recognizing that you're changing and you're changing very quickly right and and maybe not to get anxious with the idea of changing because it's it's going to help you propel yourself into a better parent well that it's going to happen in, inevitably as well mm-hmm. it's how do you want to change you know you can kind of control that piece yeah. right but you don't want to be the parents who are doing the laundry for the 28-year-old oh. lawyer because <laughs> yes. you have nothing else to do in life. Yeah. Sure, sure. Yeah. 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 Cool. Oh, All right. man. So before we that wrap this awesome. up, what are one or two takeaways from the book that you can share with our listeners? Um, okay. So my big one usually, except your kid's too little, is to listen. Um, okay. I'm a psychologist for 36 years. No kid has ever come into my office and said, my parents listen too much. Never. Never happens. It's always my parents talk too much or my parents don't listen. So I think we need to listen to kids more. I think we have to learn how to ask open-ended questions like, tell me about that. Mm-hmm. You know, people will say to me, oh, you must be a mind reader because my kid talks to you. And it's like, no, I don't read minds. I just ask questions and I'm really curious. Right, so, you ask the right questions. Too, yeah. And the other thing in terms of what we were just talking about, I really think parents need to have some activity in their life, which is hard the first year, mm-hmm. that's not child-centric. Wow. Something mm, that I couldn't agree more. Yeah, it's usually the dad who agrees more. <laughs> <Yeah>. But <laughs> I'm like, don't pull me away from there. <laughs> right. Okay. Okay. I'm but, listening. But, but 
That would be it. And family dinners. We have a ton of oh. research on family dinners. I'm glad you said that. That's such an easy takeaway. And I think that's something I absolutely want to implement. Yeah. Yes. And you can't, you know, my husband was a surgeon. We'd have dinner at nine o'clock, 10 o'clock. My kid's young. People mm-hmm. are saying, what are you doing? It really was important because it's the message is this matters. The oh. family matters more than anything else you're doing. We're going to sit down once a day. I'm sure it doesn't have to be dinner. It could be breakfast or lunch or something. And we're going to check in with each other. I love that. Appreciate that. Thanks for coming on our show. Sure, it was fun. Oh, this was awesome. Good luck with your book tour. Thank you. All right, everyone, sit tight and we'll be right back for some more adulting like a mother father. Do you own or rent your home? Sure you do. And I bet it can be hard work. You know what's easy, though? Bundling policies with GEICO. Yeah, GEICO makes it easy to bundle your homeowner's or renter's insurance along with your auto policy. And it's a good thing, too, because you already have so much to do around your home. Go to GEICO.com, get a quote, and see how much you could save. It's GEICO easy. Visit GEICO.com today. That's GEICO.com. All right, guys, we're back. Here's adulting like a mother father. Okay, we are back. Loved having Madeline on. Hope you guys did as well. Uh, she's got so much cool advice and stuff that's like, you know, so applicable for like the real things that are happening in life today. Yeah, no doubt. Um, she talked about her new book, Ready or Not. We actually have an extra copy of it and we want to give it away. Yeah. So what I'm thinking is if you're interested in getting that book, we have one of them. Leave us a review on the Apple Podcasts app. And in that review, let us know that you want the book and why. And uh, we'll choose a lucky winner. We'll, we'll pick you. We'll send it to you because, thank goodness, the postmen are still working. So you'll have a nice, interesting read coming your way. Um, speaking of reviews, we have um, really awesome reviews on our Instagram um, that we're sharing. So we love highlighting you guys. We love um, posting, you know, whatever story feeds you have, sharing about the episode when you're listening. Check out our Instagram right now. There's a highlight um, that has a bunch of spotlights on small businesses that have offers going on right now. And we really want to help support others where we can. So a lot of fun stuff going on over there. And if you need recipe um, sorry, I keep going on, but they, um, we also post meatless Monday recipes. So if you need some new inspo in your home cooking away, mm-hmm. this is the time to check or out our Instagram. I might just get back in the kitchen tonight for some sauce. Ooh, I like the way I wish we had tomatoes. Anyways, um, it's our, no sauce. our handle is adulting like a MF and, uh, feel free to drop us a little comment or a DM. And until then you guys, boom. We'll see you on week, what would that be, week two or week three? I don't know. I don't think it matters. I don't think time matters anymore. (laughs) Okay, it doesn't matter. See you next week, you guys. See you guys. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this episode of Adulting Like a Mother Father. New shows drop every Tuesday on the Direct Message Network on Podcast One.